You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. God is so good, so wonderful. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 3. You know, as I shared in this in the beginning, when I began to pray, when I began to just ask the Lord uh, uh, about things, and God's just really been stirring my heart. He's just been reminding me of stuff. Do you ever get reminded of things? I'm getting reminded of all of the things in, in my, you know, that I've, I've actually been a part of. And, and it's actually along the line of miracles and signs and wonders and uh, just about the supernatural uh, the supernatural power of God, the super, and the supernatural power of God. There, there's always an element of mystery to it, but it's not a woo-woo thing. It's not something that we are not. And actually, we're supposed to be uh, uh, familiar with the realm of the spirit. How many of you know that? Because that's where God is. God is a spirit, and they that you know love Him, they that worship Him, must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Well, so if we've got to worship God in spirit and truth, then we need to be accustomed to the spiritual realm. Amen. It ought to be a place because we can actually do it because we're spirit beings. You know, Paul said in in First Thessalonians, there, chapter five and verse twenty three, he said, "I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ." Amen. He said, "Our whole spirit, soul, and body." If you didn't know that, that you are, if you're born again, you, if your spirit, that's who the real you is. Amen. And you possess a soul, and you live in a body. And now that sounds kind of crazy to some folks, and say, "What do you mean you're, you're dividing me?" Yeah, you're a three part person. Hallelujah. You've got the things about you. Hallelujah. God, God made us that way. Because what got born again, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you, you became a new creature in Christ Jesus. You became a new creation. Which What got born again? The spirit of man on the inside of you and the new man, the hidden man of the heart. Amen? And that's the man that's in contact with God. Because he created us. He recreated it. And it's a boom. We were a brand new entity. And so God wanted to have fellowship. Do you know why God created people? Because he wanted fellowship. He wanted fellowship. He wanted to have fellowship. He wanted and desired to have somebody who would worship him, who would have fellowship with him because they want to, not because they have to. You know, we don't have to do anything, but we get to. Amen? And so there's a supernatural life that God is, is really trying to stir our hearts that I think we've stopped listening to the realm of the Spirit or listening to the Spirit of God because we've been so educated We've been so uh, informed. We don't have to seek the Spirit of God. We got Google. <sighs> you know, we've got the internet. We've got this. So we don't have to even seek, you know, and, and we don't have to think, oh, hey, I wonder what somebody's doing. We can actually text them. We can actually call them instantaneously. And, uh, you know, being led by the Spirit of God, you know, is, is knowing is, is where God wants to take us to be at the right place at the right time. But, you know, we still... Even with GPS and all things that we have, it doesn't do away with the Spirit of God. Amen? And in fact, we need the Spirit of God more revealed in our lives now than we ever have in the history of the church. Because we need to have those open doors, making sure that when the doors are open, that we're walking through them. And we need to get renewed on the inside of us with a a fire of the Holy Ghost. You know... John the Baptist said, there's, there's coming one after that's going to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. I like that fire part because that means it burns up all the chaff. Hallelujah. It burns up all the other stuff that's going on around you. But it's the Spirit of God being led by the Spirit of God. Why does God want us to do this? Because here in Ephesians chapter 3, uh, and I'm going to begin reading at verse 8, and I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. And I forgot my glasses, so if I squint real quickly here, it's all good, okay? So, you know, somebody came into my office this morning and said, man, you got, a, you, got a, you got this really stern look on your face, or you got this look. I said, serious? I said, I am. I'm trying to read this little print right down here. Said, it's the only time I squint. But <laughs> anyways, so here it is, verse 8. says, though I am the least deserving of all God's people, Paul talking, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. Let's just read that again. 
he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless, everybody say endless, treasure, everybody say treasures, available to me in Christ, amen. Paul said, God, he got that privilege of doing it. Then he said this, I was chosen to explain to everyone. Aren't you glad that includes all of us? Amen? Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we read things and we go, isn't that nice? I always like to put me in there. That's why I said me to us. Then he says, "I, I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the church. God's purpose in all this was to use the church, to use you and I, to display God wants to put on a show, and you are the actors in the show. He wants to put on a display. See, remember over there in Colossians, it says that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of the anointing, the power of the presence. Hallelujah. That God wants to be made manifest. God wants to make you a genius. He wants to show you things, and he wants to do it through the Holy Spirit. Amen? He says, so the church to display what? What are we going to display? His wisdom. We're not going to display that we're in fear. We're not going to display that we don't know. Aren't you glad we know? Aren't you glad we know what the future holds? Aren't you glad? No matter how crazy the world gets, God's still God. No matter how many laws they pass, no matter how many things they say they're going to try to put on us, that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church and it's not going to stop this mighty moving force. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers, talking about the devil, he said the church is to display God's wisdom in all of its rich variety. That means there's going to be a lot of wisdom you think that's stupid, but no, it's going to be God's wisdom. Thank you for your overwhelming response. See, I'll get nervous about things like that. Because see, God's, God's amazing. He's got more facets than anything else. He does, he's got more ways. He's got all kinds of stuff. The church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This was his internal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ... And our faith in him. Because of Christ and our faith in him, hallelujah, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants us to put on a display because we have been in the presence of God. Do you remember when Peter and John were called on the carpet for the man that got healed? When Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, I did rise up and walk. And he reached down, lifted him up. And the man instantly walking and leaping and praising God went into the temple. And then they got called on the carpet because of this miracle. It was a notable miracle. Amen. And uh, when they stood before uh, all of these officials and all of those folks, they, t- they looked at him and said, these are ignorant and unlearned fishermen. But what was the next phrase? They have been with Jesus. Did you notice that it said, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. See, people know when you've been with Jesus and been in his presence and you, they know that there's a change, there's a different thing. See, these, these guys don't know anything, but they've been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. Remember what Peter said there after the lame man was, was healed. Peter said, don't look on us as though we did it. It's faith in the name of Jesus. It was faith in that name that brought this man wholeness in the presence of you all. Amen. Thank God for the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. God wants every one of us to understand that he wants to put on a display to the devil and the world. Hallelujah. Of how great he is in his wisdom and his strength through you and I. He wants us all walking in New Testament power. Anointed by the Holy Spirit. Anointed by the power of God. Hallelujah. Able to speak words that cannot be resisted. Remember Stephen was there. He's speaking in front of everybody and they couldn't resist his words so they just closed their ears and, and killed them. And then Stephen, you know, looking up to heaven, the heavens open and he sees Jesus at the right hand of the Father and he says, Father, you know, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. 
Don't lay this sin to their charge. And he gave up and went to heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We look at the supernatural things of God and we think things. We think, man, wow, Jesus had a supernatural ministry. Paul had a supernatural ministry. I mean, Peter had a supernatural. They were all apostles. They were supposed to have all. But did you know that New Testament disciples had supernatural ministries too? They had supernatural, just just people waiting on table, just people that were helping the people there. I mean, you got Philip and you got Stephen, you got all these people. They're just doing it. Signs and wonders and miracles are happening in their lives. Amen. God began to deal with my heart just recently, just stirring me up about some things and reminding me of stuff. And I thought, Lord, what are you doing? He says, because I'm getting people ready. He said, people have forgot that I'm a miracle-working God. He said, they forgot how, to deal, how, how I work. They forgot how I work. They forgot how I do things. Go to Mark chapter 16 with me. Y'all doing okay? Hallelujah. Because I just am about to explode here. About to pop. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And uh, in a good way. In a good way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God always wants us to communicate him on a supernatural level. And don't let that throw you. Don't let supernatural throw you because there's a vast difference between the natural and the supernatural. There is a great difference between those things. Supernatural is by revelation. Natural is by knowledge. Amen. It means you get to know something, something, you know, so, oh, I can see that, I can do that. But revelation, how did you, when God speaks to your heart, it's something that you didn't know. It's something that was revealed to you, that brought life to you, that brings joy to you, that brings peace. And God's revealing all the time. The problem is, is that we've been taking all the credit. And so he's only been revealing so far because God doesn't share his glory with anybody. And when you don't give God the glory, he doesn't do anymore. Okay, Lord, I'll share that. Okay. I'm going to show you some stories this morning. You guys okay? I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to get down. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to do it because God just stirred you up. I stared something. You know, I, when I started out in this in 1978, uh, I was in a camp meeting, and it was an incredible camp meeting. More things happened in that than any other meeting I've ever been in my entire life. But there was an afternoon service, and of course, I was an usher, so I was ushering morning, afternoon, and night, okay? Uh, so I was there, and, and, and I you know, took the whole week off, or I quit my job. I don't forget what I did, but I didn't have a job, so I was doing good because I was getting ready to start Bible school. I hadn't gone to, to Raymond yet. I hadn't gone to Bible school yet. But anyway, so in the afternoon, uh, Brother Copeland was ministering, and they, they brought up a little 12-year-old girl who had a complete body metal things all over her feet all the way down and uh, was completely encased and you know and, I, and he laid and he of course he was preaching he didn't you know you know brother copeland he always goes real long he'd already preached for about an hour and a half and uh and then you know called up this little girl he lays hands on this this little girl and then they take all of the metal things off of her and she just runs up and down the stage and she's totally instantly healed i mean and it's just i mean the place is just the power of the presence I mean, it's just the atmosphere is crackling it's awesome supernatural and it's like you know and and we were rejoicing and then you know he's about to do something else but 400 people decided they were hungry so they jumped up and they left i mean i'm not sure i know i'm watching this and when they did the holy spirit left the building and I thought to myself, and boy, you know, you all know Brother Copeland, he's a lot nicer now than he was 30, 40 years ago. If you didn't know him 40 years ago, because that's basically 1978, that was uh, 42 years, 43 years ago. I know many of you weren't even born then, but 43 years ago, I was alive and well and being an usher, okay? Wow, that's a long time. Glory be to Jesus. I'm glad our, we were, you know, we're renewed day by day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Though the outward man perish, that we've just renewed day by day. I had to get some strength there. Felt a little old right then. But anyways, he just screamed at everybody. He just was, I mean, he was irate, screamed. And I thought, I didn't know what happened because I didn't know anything about the Spirit of God really much. I didn't, hadn't been taught. In, I mean, I was born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, but I didn't, had, you didn't know really. But man, I was helping, and I, the pain was so great, and all of a sudden, it was deader than a doornail. And it was like, and he was in the flesh because he was mad. He was, and I was mad with him. I was like, who you want me to get? I can get him. Let's do this. I mean, I wasn't sanctified at all. 
You have to understand that, okay? So I'm ready. But, uh, and I was so shocked. He was like, you're kidding me. He just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it either. Because God wanted to heal so many other people. Amen? God's desire. He wanted to do super, I mean, he did a creative miracle in front of all of us. I mean, I'm standing, I'm watching. I'm as close as I am to you, to the little girl. Watching this thing going, it's going to be interesting. They've taken off all of her things. This could be exciting. What's going to happen? Amen. I didn't, I didn't know nothing, but God did. And we saw that, and it was like, eh, okay, well, that's great. Let's leave. He said, I can't believe that. We do that all the time, even on a smaller scale. We check out. You know, because of time. I understand that. I do. We, we, know, we deal with this. We've got slots. We've got things. Somebody says, but we need, yes, we do. We need the power and the presence of God and not be afraid to let God move in our midst. And when he does, when he does, we need to know, I just believe God doesn't want to do one thing. I believe he wants to do all things. I don't believe God, God's like, okay, I'm going to heal this one person. I, I believe he wants to touch us all in the sense, if we're here, you know, where are you going? He said, well, he only healed the one person at the, at the bull of Bethesda. Yeah, but they weren't saved. They, that was Jesus. That was the only one God sent them to. But I also believe that God wants to do some things. How that when we come and we're hungry, God wants to touch all of us in one way. And, and we want to let God be the one to say it's done or it's over. Amen? Did you get to Mark chapter 16 yet? How does God work? Here's how God works. Why do I, God just interrupt me. You want me to, because we've got to get our ex- expectations back up. We've got to get the excitement, the, the power, the presence of God. We've got to, you know, because I've just been going back and I've been looking, I've been reading, and I've been reading lots and lots of books and just, you know, reminding myself, wait a minute, God. Have we got so smart? Have we gotten so technology that we don't need you to come down and, and heal people on the spot here? That we don't need you to deliver? That we don't need you to do miraculous? Yes, we do. We still need you. God, I still need you. I still want to see the miraculous. I want to see your hand. I want to see the power of God. I want to see that again. Amen and again. Hallelujah. I know it can be concentrated. You know, I know that. Let me just share something with you, too. You say, well, why does things happen when big meetings like camp meetings or certain specific meetings? Because everybody that goes there paid thousands of dollars to get there. They want to get there. They're hungry. They want to be there. They're fighting for their seats. And they're expecting it. They have an expectation. That's people, and they're, they're waiting. You know, they come. They're camping out. You know, it's a Black Friday. (laughs) They're going to get the good deals. And they're like, I'm going to get in because I want this. Amen? See, see their expectation, and see we come and because we say, well, I can watch it online, or I can, and there's nothing wrong watching it online. There's nothing doing things. It's just, but when you do, why expect? Let it do it. Amen. You know. I share your testimony. She was watching online. She was a little girl. She had a brain tumor. And she's watching all of a sudden somebody says, hey, you know, uh, somebody, somebody's being healed right now of a brain tumor. And then she went into the bathroom and coughed up or sneezed up her brain tumor. Right? That's the, that's the, that's the you know, yeah, it's true. It's a true story. She's alive and well. She did it. You can't take her testimony away from her. Well, not your testimony. Your testimony is the most powerful thing you have. See, you can't take, say, well, I just don't believe that happened to that little girl that Copeland did. I don't care what you believe. I was there. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? I mean, I was there. I can shake my head all I want to and go, well, maybe maybe they didn't have as much. Maybe it really wasn't that. (laughs) No, I was there. I was there when the power of God fell. I was there to see and to understand and to know. You know, and it's, well, you're just because you saw it. Yeah, but because we had an expect- expectation and a hunger. It says, yeah, but those men, yeah, we know that they were anointed by God. Thank God. But guess what? You and I are the same anointing. We have the same power. It's the same spirit. That same spirit that they had. They believed, therefore they spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. Are you Mark chapter 16? If you're not, then you're never going to get there, okay? Mark chapter 16. Look at verse 19, Okay. It says, when the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down in the place of honor of God's right hand. 
And the disciples went everywhere and preached. And the Lord worked through them confirming, hallelujah, what they said or confirming the word with miraculous signs or with signs following. God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, they all confirmed the word of God. How does God work? He confirms his word. We got to get your word in you. We got to get the word of God. We got to get you believing the word of God. We got to get you to get excited about the word of God because the amount of faith that you have in God is the exact same amount of faith that you have in his word. The the amount of faith that you have in this gospel, this scripture, the amount of faith that you have in the word of God when it's spoken, when it's, you know, read, when you look at it, the amount of faith is the exact amount of faith you have in God. Because his word and him are the same. And he confirms his word with signs following. Amen? God wants to confirm his word. So he wants the word of God to be preached. He wants the word of God to come out. Did you guys know that you getting born again was supernatural? Some of you, that if people in your past knew you actually are saved right now, they would get on a plane and fly here just to check it out, see if it's true. We had that happen in our church. Twice I had people come in. I said, hey, hey. he said, I, I came here to see if so-and-so. I said, yeah, he's here. He's. I, they, somebody said he got saved. I said, yeah, he's saved. He's saved. I mean, I didn't know too much about his past. They said, that can't, it can't be. I said, what? I said, yeah, he is. He's sitting over here. <laughs> he's in heaven now. But uh, it was funny. He came in and he just he said, I can't believe I, 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 I had to come. I had to come. Somebody told me. I said, I had to come. I had to, just, had to come check it out for myself. See, some of you, that's the same way. Some people have to check it out for themselves. Because you just think, man, I mean, you know, God's so merciful. Amen? But see, the new birth is supernatural. In fact, it's the most supernatural thing in the world. It's the greatest thing in the world. Being born again, it's like so amazing what God wants to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, we see this. We see the truth of the word of God that changes our lives. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. And see, God's going to work. God's going to work through the word. See, that's why we got to make sure that we're speaking the word and getting, and getting excited about it because the enemy is trying to steal the word of God in, out of you. It's like the parable of the sower. The sower sows the word. We, we see that all the time in this thing here. And God's got some great faith adventures for you and I. Whew. I'm telling you, we about, we're about to take off. We, you know, we've got seed in the ground. We've sowed seed in the ground. We're believing that, and we're about to just go and do. And, there, and God's going to make our church a testimony to those around. He's already, we're already a testimony. We are a testimony around the world and around the, because of what God has done in our lives. But he's going to make it even more of a testimony. Amen? See, because the power of the Lord is present to heal right now. It's just here. It's just tapping into those things and getting allowing to do that stuff and really grabbing a hold of because see that's what that's what made you know in Luke chapter ten you know when he sent out the seventy and they came back and said man even the devils are subject to us in your name and Jesus said ah don't worry about that I saw Satan fall out of heaven like lightning you know he got kicked out of heaven by the finger of God the Bible says and I believe it was God's little finger. No big deal, okay? So anyways, but um, he said, but don't rejoice. Rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Rejoice that you're born again. Because he said, that's the, once you know who you are, know what you have, then you can t- change the lives of everybody else around you. Amen? We can see God's hand. But we've got to understand that we've got to be a supernatural church. And not in, not in, not in a, a wild way, hallelujah, but in a good way. Amen? Hallelujah. Because I want you to understand this, that God wants to speak to you. The Bible says that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen? And God says, we know his voice. John 10 says, we know his voice. The voice of a hireling, we're not going to, we know the voice of God because we've got his word and his voice agrees with his word. And if it's good, it's holy, it's God. You know, one of my greatest things I ever got growing up, God's good and the devil's bad. Got that in Sunday school. God's good, the devil's bad. So if it's good, it's God. If it's bad, it's the devil. What a revelation. Most people don't even have that. They think God's the one doing the bad things. Amen? They get into these things here. See, there are so many miraculous things that have done in the book of Acts. God's just been stirring my heart up, and you've got to stir your heart up. Amen? 
Hallelujah. Because I know the voice of the Father. Know the voice of the Spirit of God and what he's saying, what he's sharing, what he's doing. Hallelujah. You know, Mark chapter 16 there, we're here. If you back up, you see the signs that are supposed to follow you and me. Mark chapter 16, these are signs that are supposed to follow them that believe. Amen? We're believers. We, we, Jesus Christ is our Lord. If he's not, we want to make sure that you are. We want to get you born again. We want to get you saved. We want to get you to know that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. And when you know that, you know you're going to make heaven. And if you don't know that, you need to rededicate your life. You need to get, ask Jesus to come in. You're the one that knows that. You know that if you've ever accepted Jesus. You know. You know? It's amazing to me. You know, you heard my story about my treasure. He was the most godly, he was the, probably the most wonderful, godly, godliest man in my church, and he wasn't saved. I thought he was. He had a great kids. they were well behaved, he was an awesome guy, he was a principal, precious, his wife was the head of a nursery, and I'm preaching one day and talked about, listen, if you've never publicly confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you, you have to, you're not saved, you're not born again, you've got to declare that, you've got to, because Jesus said, if you're, if you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my father, and we, I mean, I'm, so I give an altar call, he stands up, he's six foot five, he comes walking down, and I'm like, okay, is he coming down to, what's he doing? <laughs> he comes down. I just, I'm, I'm still, I'm like, hey, well, hey, what's happening here? And he's like, hey. I said, if I come down to get saved, I said, get saved? <laughs> You've been handling all our money. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that'll just make a pastor just get white as, just drained all the blood out of you. I'm like, whoa, okay, dude. Hallelujah. And I'm like, and then he shared his testimony. He grew up, you know, in a, in a, in a church home and a thing, and his mama was real strict, so he just obeyed his mama. But, and I thought to myself, okay, is there going to be a difference? Is there going to be a difference now that he's actually publicly, and he shared with everybody. And I mean, everybody, everybody's mouth is, I mean, we, you can hear a pin drop. It's like, 600 people and everybody's like oh my god he's the he's the sweetest man we know <laughs> we're all gonna die lost and go to hell because he's, he's, he's showing us up he's not even saved <laughs> that's bad but was there a difference totally it was amazing you know the difference from what god did and, and the things that take place but you know when you see that it just really was so amazing to me i thought wow because we go through life thinking I'm okay. Don't think you're okay. Know you're okay. Know you're okay. Know that you're born again. Know that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. Know this. Amen? God's desires for us to know this. We've got to know this. God said the supernatural thing is we need to do this. Just like he said up here in John, Mark 16, 15. He said, told us to go into all the world and preach the good news of the gospel to everyone. And who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. Then he says, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. Signs will follow those who believe. What are we going to do? We're going to cast out devils. That's the first thing we get to do. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We have authority over the enemy. Amen. Hallelujah. Get to cast, cast out devils. Hallelujah. Then we get to speak in new language, new tongues. Thank God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Never be ashamed of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You cannot operate into the realm of the Spirit if you're ashamed of the Holy Ghost. Because he's the author. He's the one. You're born of the Spirit of God. You need to be filled with the Spirit to operate in the realm of the Spirit. Amen. Don't ever be ashamed of that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We don't care what they call us, what they say, what they do. We're just blessed because God's doing great things. Amen. Hallelujah. He also said that we'll be able to handle snakes with safety, which simply means we don't want to go out. And we have authority over the enemy and God doesn't want you to go out and tempt them and do things like that. It just means, glory to God, if you get bit by one, you're going to be okay. And if you drink any deadly thing, it's not going to hurt you. Amen. Hallelujah. And then it says we'll be able to place our hands upon the sick and they will be healed or they will recover. That's God's heart. That's just our, that's just our, that's just our, our, our marching orders right there. But God confirms his word. We're not the healer. Jesus is the healer. We can't do anything without him. We're just obedient to what he says. Amen. But God supernaturally things God did. You know, when I look at what God did in the book of Acts, I say, God, you're not fair. You're just not fair. 
And when I read about revivals or I read about things in the past and I read about that, I say, God, you, you, it seems like you're, you, you're, now you're saying, okay, we're not going to do it here, but we're going to do it here, we're going to do it there. I said, wait a minute, what's going on? You said you're no respecter of persons. Amen? God is no respecter of persons, which simply means God is a respecter of faith. So he's looking for us to speak his word, have faith in his word. Hallelujah. And everybody, most people are saying, well, if I see some signs, then I'd have some faith. Well, faith doesn't come by signs. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. If you speak the word of God in faith, you're going to get to see some signs. You got to speak the word of God in faith. You got to speak the word of God when you don't see anything. You got to speak the word of God and believe and keep ringing the dinner bell, keep ringing things out, to keep speaking things out so that God has something to confirm in your life. Amen. The spirit of God wants to do it. He desires to do it. Hallelujah. God wants to do signs. And I believe that with all of my heart. Just like I said, you being born again is a sign and a wonder. Some of you, hallelujah, just you being alive is a sign and a wonder. Amen. But we see things, and now here's what happens too, is that we hear about stuff. Just like when I share about these, we go, wow, that that happened 40-some years ago. This happened. I mean, I could share things. But you know, and I asked the Lord about that. I said, Lord, why was that particular camp meeting, the most supernatural camp meeting, most supernatural thing, um, you know, that I'd ever been to. And why was it the most? Because see, from 1978 until 2003, I missed, I think, three winter Bible seminars and two camp meetings. So that means for that 40 or whatever, that 30 some odd year period, uh, you know, I was in all, all of those meetings. You know, every night, every day, every morning. I mean, I was there. So, because I wanted to be there. And I was hungry for the things of God. But out of all that, not one of those meetings compared to the multitude of miracles, to the multitude of people getting saved. I mean, I watched thousands of people run to the altar and get born again. I watched the Holy Spirit come in on a Tuesday night like a mighty rushing wind and baptized 10,000 people in the Holy Spirit and everybody all in one accord lifted up and they began to just speak in other tongues. I mean, it was like the act, act day of, on the day of Pentecost. I mean, I didn't see the cloven tongues of fire, but I heard the wind and it was amazing. And we we're inside of, you know, the, the Civic Auditorium there and it just blew in and then every, instantaneously, instantaneously, the whole 10,000 people start speaking in other tongues. I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing what God. And I thought, Lord, what's going on here? But the biggest key was, is that, like we said before, and people have shared that, there was an expectancy, but there was a unity. See, because who's who in America was there? I could name off every minister that you all know in the past. Almost, almost every one of them was there. They were all there. And every one of them was being used by God. Everyone, because, you know, Brother Hagin could have cared less about who it, he just, because he didn't, you didn't know what was going to happen. You know, if he was going to do something or somebody else was going to, it just, and, and it was such a unity. There was such a love and a unity that was there because all we wanted was God to show up. And God said, everybody wanted me to show up. Nobody wanted them to show up. Did you get that? God doesn't, doesn't, you know, we don't need to make a name of ourselves. Who cares about us? We just want God. I just want God. I don't care who God uses. Just God, just show up. Interrupt the service. Interrupt this thing. Make God, just just do it. Hallelujah. I got no preconceived. I've been preaching for over 40 years. Hallelujah. I've preached enough. (laughs) I'm still going. I ain't still stopping. Let me just share with you. In 1978, Brother Hagin was in his 44th year of ministry. And uh, he declared, and he just said, hey, you know, I've been doing this for 44 years. And just now, he said, there's some things going to happen. I said, you know what, Lord? I'm so glad. I've been doing this for a long time. And just now, there's some things that are going to happen. 
I believe that with all my heart. You know, uh, and, and, and the Lord just spoke to my heart. He just shared with me about some things. And he said, because I, I wrote down all the, I said, Lord, in the book of Acts, you raised the dead. You executed your judgment. You imparted the Holy Spirit supernaturally. You imparted spiritual gifts to believers. You did super, there was angelic visitations and there were protection. There was immunity from poisonous snake. There were special miracles to confirm the word of God. You even sent an earthquake and delivered these guys out of, and got people to get saved. The you, There was supernatural transportation where Philip took off. He was gone. Boom. He, he was in another place 25 miles away. And, and you see these things and you see all, you did all of these signs, wonders and miracles to establish the church. Now we're going to come and we're going to bring back the king. It's time for us to establish who you are. You know, you've heard me jokingly say, golly, I haven't even done ministry yet because I haven't been arrested. So I haven't been in prison because every one of those dudes got in prison. So, you know, but I, I mean, I don't want that to happen. We're not trying to do that. But the thing about it is, is that we want to be in the spirit of God because we are. But we've got to recognize the spirit on the inside of us. You know, for many years, I, I've been the youngest. And I'm still the youngest of all my friends. Love all of you. You get to see this. I still the young. I am still the young. They say, everyone wants to know how old you are, you know? And I'm like, hey, I is what I is. I just started out real young, okay? You know, when they, we started the ministerial organization that I'm connected with, which is Raymond Ministerial Association International, when they were doing the, the ordination age, when we were putting it all together, they wanted to make it that you couldn't be ordained until you were 30, like Jesus. They were going to be like, that's what we're going to do. You have to be 30 years old to be ordained. And so I'm in there helping them put this whole thing together. And they said, okay, we're going to make the age this. Raise my hand. I said, folks, if you do that, I can't be ordained for the next five years. They looked at me and said, how old are you? I said, I'm 25. They said, that's the age. I said, perfect. That's how it starts. You know, that's the truth. And uh, so that's why 25 is the, you know, you can be licensed and you can do things, but when you turn 25, you can be ordained because they figure you're going to do this for life. But it was so fun. I see, you know, so I mean, I started out real young in this, but I'm at a place in my life that I know I hear from heaven. I know God's saying, this is what we've got to do. We've got to step out and we've got to demonstrate some things. I've got to let you see and know and understand what God wants to do in, in, in the things that he wants to do supernaturally. Supernaturally in what he wants to do. That's God's hand. It is. It, it really, really is right now. Bow your heads for just a moment. Steve, come on up here. Come on up here. Just, I want you to give an exhortation to this. And then we're going to do something a little different. You want to hand me that microphone right there? Thank you, sweetheart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you want to put my phone in your uh, purse there just so it doesn't get... Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Just keep just hey, just just bound about reverence right now. Hallelujah. We're just gonna, he's just going to exhort for just a few seconds here, a few minutes. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Well, praise the Lord. Pastor, I appreciate the years of wisdom that you express. Hallelujah. And... Uh, Looking at the slip-ons, yep. you've been around a while, you've earned it, we appreciate it. Amen. I'm going to turn to two scriptures, and I'm for the sake of time, and I believe what God wants to do here. I, I, I will go quick, as quick as I can. No, that's fine, that's fine, you're fine. But Matthew Hallelujah. chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. Now, when he got into the boat... His disciples followed him. This is a New King James Version. And suddenly a great tempest or a violent storm arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. Verse 26. But he said to them, why are you fearful? Oh, you have little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, Amen. and there was a great yes. calm. Mm -hmm. So the men marveled, saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? And I just want to go back up to verse 25. It says, Lord, save us. We are perishing. That word, perish, means to mar, to, uh, to die, or destroy. They, because of the stress, they said, we are dying. We are destroying, being destroyed. <laughs> In mm -hmm. Mark uh, chapter 6, it's not the same account, but there is a C involved there. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
but it's just a day, day or two difference within 48 hours. But verse, verse 47, when the evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea. Jesus had just told his disciples to go across. And he was alone on the land. Jesus was alone. Then he saw them straining at rowing. Jesus saw them straining at rowing, for the wind was against them. It was contrary. Now about the fourth watch was approximately 3 to 6 a.m. of the night. He came to them. They were weary. Think about it. You're rowing all night, walking on the sea, and would have passed them by. And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost, and they cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. Then he went into the boat, and the wind ceased, and they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled. For they had not understood about the loaves, because their heart was hardened. That word hardened is translated stupid and calloused. I say, Lord, I repent. I've, I've been there. <laughs> Help me stay out of that place. But straining at rowing. Jesus looked at him. Straining simply means to torture. Pain, when you go to the Greek, torment, toss, or to vex. And vex, to amplify it, means make someone feel annoyed, frustrated, worried, especially trivial matters. And I want to tell you, Jesus' strength, I think of the song, your power is found in the roughest waters. And warning to the uh, cameraman, we're going to have a short skit, very short, Pastor. uh, And I'm totally submitting. Grab the mic anytime. (laughs) I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, go stage left. If I could have Jim stand up, I need one other person for this skit. You're going to be Jesus. And, yeah, you're good looking. Yeah, good looking. And, you know, I expected Jesus a little bit taller even. You know, it's 6'1 or so, but anyway. Uh, Most accounts, he's only 5'11". That's okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> And I'm going to be one of the disciples, and you're going to figure that out pretty quick, some of you. So when, when the storm was happening and Jesus was in the boat, and your line is going to be, you have one line in this skit. It's, I'm in the boat. Okay? But anyway, it's storming. Another time that they're straining at rowing. Because they've just done their faithfulness, their faithfulness. And before going any further, I want to thank the film crew. And Melanie, I just want to tell you, your faithfulness goes up before the throne of God as a sweet smelling fragrance and aroma. And so he takes him aside and says, hey, Jesus, uh, you know, I just want to say, first of all, thank you for healing my mother-in-law. Uh, my wife is so grateful and just is able to do some things. I saw how you just healed this, this uh, centurion servant. And what you did with that 10-year-old boy's lunch, mm-hmm. you fed 5,000 people. Amen. Men, men, and, and more, because yes. women and children. But I just have to tell you, this is my turf. I've been through many storms. That's right. Come on. I've been through many storms. We are dying. <laughs> and now he's I'm in the boat. boat. I'm in the boat. There you Amen. And on that, I'm going to pass it over to Pastor. (laughs) There you go. The reason I wanted him to do that and to share that with you is because many of you are just like Peter. You've seen things to feed the 5,000. You've seen the healing of people in your lives. You've seen God even heal you. You've seen things but yet now you've drawn back in a sense of hardening of the beliefs and the thought process of like, well, guess what God did then? That's not what God did then because God never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Amen. And it may seem like it's rowing hard. It may seem like we are up against more obstacles now than we've ever been. It may seem like they're trying to, they're going to come. But isn't it exciting? It's just like the beginning of the church. They They did everything illegally. They did everything against the Roman government. They were doing things. They wanted to come against them. They wanted to do all them. And the church just kept growing and growing. And the miracles and the signs and the wonders. Just like they said, what are we going to do? Here's a notable miracle's been done. What are we going to do with these guys? That's what's going to happen now. What are we going to do with the church? What are we going to do with the church? That's what this nation, that's what this whole world's going to do. What are we going to do with the church? Because they can't do anything with us. Hallelujah. Because the power and the presence of God. They can throw us in jail. The angels will get us out of jail. We'll be back preaching in the temple. They can put us in jail. We'll get the whole jail saved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, you got to know that. So the supernatural power of God, don't think that, oh, well, it's not, it may not be like it was and all those things. I'm not trying to reduplicate 78. I'm not trying to reduplicate anything. But I want the freshness of God. I want the spirit of God. It's the spirit of God. It's saying, God, you can do this. And I promise as your pastor, we promise we're going to hunger for God. We're going to do our part. Hallelujah. And we're going to let God orchestrate these things. You know, I've been looking around for a voice. I've been looking around for somebody to stand up in a right way, in a right way. Lead us to where we're headed to, to where I believe we need to go. I know where I'm going. I know what we need to do. But I was waiting for somebody else to do it. And God reminded me. He said, remember what? I said, I remember it. I told her about it. And we shared a little bit about it last night on our Saturday prayer. But I, he just reminded me. He said, that's where you're at. You're at a crossroads right now. And so I said, okay. I submit. I, I'm willing. I'm willing. So I'm willing. So what does he mean you're willing to do? I'm willing to lead. I'm willing to take the point. I believe I've, I've weathered the storm. I believe I've done it long enough. I've grown up long enough. I got older. Just when I said how old it was when 78, like, oh my God, just a long time ago. But I got older. I grew up. Amen? Go ahead. my word this morning heed that which has been said and done because this is the beginning and it is the beginning of an ending but it is a beginning of what I want to do in the earth and in this church and from here to go forth out of here to spread and to spread and to spread and to spread it is things that need to be said and need to be done that shall come forth not just from me says the Lord talking about this pastor but also from those that are here in, in attendance this morning of things that'll rise that'll rise as an edifice that rises up as a testimony to what I can do says the Lord in the lives of the believers it's the believers yes there'll be leaders and yes I'm raising this one up to lead to speak to move and to go but what I want to do is not with one but it's with many it's with many that which you've seen 
that which you have tasted in the past, even on a small scale and even on a small little things that you think, wow, that was pretty. There's more. Many have got to the edge and looked over into the horizon and thought, wow, wouldn't that be something really cool to go see and do? Or wouldn't that be neat? Or wouldn't that be wonderful? And those things in which you've desired to see, those things in which you've desired (laughs) to receive, they're now not way out there. They're just right here. And you can see them by the eyes of faith and you can receive them by the hand of faith. So don't take lightly my presence being here, my presence being anointed upon this place and upon this time and words that have been spoken even about times past and about yes, yes, we, because yes, yes, have you desiring and your desires Because as the psalmist said, I'll give you your heart's desire. It's time to rise. It's time to allow me to be that which I want to be. Because now is the time for the church. And as the word says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Father, we honor you today and we thank you for all of those that are here. Father, we never want to have a service and I know we've gone long, we've gone over, but Father, we just, I just, you just stirred my heart. And I thank you for what you've spoken and what you've said and what you've shown. We may look like we've been toiling all night, but Jesus is in the boat now. Jesus is in the church now. Jesus is here right now to meet every need, to save every soul that's here, to to change our life. Father, if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus as their personal Savior, my heart's cry is that they would know the power, the presence of God that's here, that they would say, I need Jesus. So if you're here in the building or if you're watching, just raise your hand real high. Let's pray. If you want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. God loves you. He cares. Father, we honor you today because your presence has been here. Father, we don't want to bless me, club. We're not trying to come in and try to do, oh, look at how great we are. I don't need that. I don't want that. I want everybody to see how great you are. I want your presence, your power, your glory. Father, it seems that we've been toiling and toiling and toiling. But now, Jesus, you would have passed us by, but we're saying, no, here we are. You're going to come to Stockton. You're going to come to Lodi. You're going to come here. All the surround. You're going to come to Harvest Bible Church. No, the fire of God's going to be here. Hallelujah. So we're crying out. You can't pass us by. We're like blind Bartimaeus on the wayside. Whoa, son of David, have mercy on us. And the more you tell us to be quiet, the more we're going to shout. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for that. And Father, I thank you for these amazing folks that are here and those that are watching. They're so precious. We have an amazing folks. Father, it's like Gideon's 300. Hallelujah. They're ready to go, ready to do. Father, we thank you that this is the beginning, and it is. And Father, forgive me. Forgive me for not doing that which I should have done. But thank you for reminding me. Thank you for encouraging me. Thank you for strengthening me. I thank you, Lord. I do my best. I do my best. I do my best. I love you and I praise you for it, Father, right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.